Hello and welcome back to Tells. Hi Andrew, come on in here. All right, I'm it's coming Tells in. Tells time. You gotta slide over a little bit. Welcome back to Tells. How are you doing? I'm really sorry that you just pinched your finger. Yeah, I was doing good before that, but still good. I'll survive, I'm sure. That just ruined your whole day? Nah, I'm gonna power through. I'm gonna make it. Okay, how's your week been? Um, I can never remember what we did earlier than last night. Do you save your thoughts for Tells? No. Do you? Kind of. That's probably good that you do that. Probably gives us good topics to talk about. So thanks for doing that. <laughs> no, but I, I, I think it's better for you because then I talk less and I don't tell you all my thoughts at once and then... Nah, it's not going to make a difference. You think I still talk the same? Yeah. Amount? Yes. Definitely. Okay, moving on. Anyway, anyway. Moving on. So this week we had a very noisy week in oh, yeah. Las Vegas. In this corner of Las Vegas, particularly our apartment. I told you we should have gone to the beach. We should have. That would have been a good idea. Should have got out of here and escaped the construction happening next door. It's funny, I talked about this in my uh, podcast or my vlog last night, that stuff I recorded too. Oh, you did? <laughs> yes. Must have been a very impactful. Yeah. Well, I thought I was going to lose my marbles. When it starts impacting your sleep, that's that's big. I know that sleep thing is much harder than I thought it would be. How about you? How are you doing on getting more sleep besides all the construction noise? Generally, I guess like above average. But yeah, I mean, it's tough to say right now because of all the construction stuff. But I've also been doing this uh, this P90X thing. Did we talk about this on the podcast? No, sort of. How you didn't drink a protein shake, but that was about it. <laughs> yeah, so I've been doing the P90X 30-minute version. And, How's it going? Uh, it's exhausting. Like, I'm just, like, exhausted for the rest of the day. So Is that bad? No, I think it's just part of working out. Mm -hmm. You know, you Maybe get not. stronger, and then you also need to have the right amount and right type of calories. Yeah, that's probably something I need to work on. Right. I don't know. Definitely. Anyway, I mean, maybe not the entire day exhaustion, but pretty tired later on come nighttime and come closer to bedtime. And how do you feel about in your body? Not about your body, but in your body. <laughs> uh, I think it's too early to tell. I mean, I've been sore, so that's good, but too early to say. I've only done it like a handful of times so far. I know, but don't you feel motivated to continue? Yeah. Even though you hate Tony Horton? Page <laughs> <laughs> is too strong a word. He's not that bad. He's actually kind of funny. This is the dude who uh, leads, is the instructor for the P90X. And he's always got all these like silly jokes. But you can tell he's like trying to make the workout routine lighthearted so that you're not just like, you know, grunting your way through it. He's got like really cheesy like dad jokes all all through the uh, <laughs> through the each video routine thing. You know who I used to love, and I'm very sad he stopped making videos. Huh? Billy Blanks. I loved Tybo. Did you ever oh, yeah. do Tybo? No, but I remember you getting into it. You didn't know me then, did you? Well, I remember you talking a lot about him. Oh, really? Pretty sure you were doing it. Yeah, he used to say, 
where I am today is where my mind put me and where I'll be tomorrow is where my mind put me. That's deep. Deep. Yeah. Uh, those were pretty fun workouts. I do miss my It seems like it's something that's right up your alley. That sort of mental thing. <laughs> okay. Elaborate on that one. <laughs> just putting, just having the right mindset and like a positive mindset and envisioning what, what you want to do, where you want to be. That's you all you. You don't do that? I don't think I focus on it hard enough, uh, like as I should probably. A lot of people, you know, really tout the benefits of that. And uh, yeah, it's just not something that I like actively do like on a daily basis. It's really funny because I'm not sure if it's because you've rubbed off on me, but there's nothing that peeves me as much as the like those positive quotes on Instagram. I... (laughs) cannot and just like motivational quotes like i think i'm just so narrow-minded i think that instagram was created for video and photos Uh and so when you put just like words it (laughs) drives me bananas it's so silly it really is the dumbest thing but every time i will not like it even if i agree with the said quote i will not like it because i'm like i'm not encouraging more of this what about when someone like retweet or how would you say it repost a gary v video gary v is like this motivation well not motivation he's like an entrepreneur slash has a lot of like motivational videos i don't know i get i think a video is is better yeah like post fits the definition of instagram or even a beautiful scenic photo and then the caption be your motivational sure. <laughs> but don't just post those good quotes in your feed okay this bit. is good to know I mean, I think it's it's good. I think the words are good. Sometimes I read it and I'm like, hmm, that's, that's good. I mean, I don't think it really changes yeah. um, my mindset as much. But you judge the person for putting it there. I don't judge the person. I just judge the post. Okay. Is it judging the person? Do you yeah, think? I think so. Why? Um, because they don't know how to use Instagram. But no, I think it's my problem, right? <laughs> yeah, because it's like... No I'm, one... I'm saying this is the right way to use Instagram and yeah. this is not the right way to use Instagram. Yeah, it's your problem. You're weird. But we love you anyway. Yeah, but and the weird thing is that I do follow somebody who is a poet and they only obviously post their poems on there. And I love that. But I can't stand the copy, like the the generic ones, I think. Yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on to better things. So do you think maybe... If you use the some quotes for World Series, that will help. Because how do you get your mind right? Yeah, I think it's all part of like, if that's like the trick to sort of get you there into like, uh, you know, away from negative thinking and on track of positive thinking. And just like a, a sort of, some people just need like a little daily reminder, you know, of uh, positivity and gratitude. So will I read quotes or what? Yeah. <laughs> Get your mind right for world I don't know if, Yeah, I don't know if I'll go out of my way. Maybe I should do something and go out of my way a little bit. Be grateful. Oh, well, I think gratitude is the most important. Yeah, but it's easy to like when you're just going into it, when you're in tournament mode or whatever, like heavy grind mode, it's easy to forget about everything and only worry about whether you're going to have an uptick that day. And if you don't, then you get really annoyed or tilted. Yeah, but I mean, you always talk about long term and that's sort of 
very short-term thinking. It is. If you, so then, but it's understandable, you know. Yeah, no, for sure, right? Because you're in the moment and you're experiencing the feelings. Papa Charlie wrote into us from the last podcast mm-hmm. and said, because we were talking about how you're going to work out and you're going to, you know, make videos and play lots of tournaments, <laughs> and he was like, ah, isn't this a little bit much for Andrew to be all, doing all at once? <laughs> You know, so so he's basically calling me out on my bullshit. No, I mean, I think he was calling me out because I was like, you need to eat better and, Mm. you know, sleep better. So you have to try and change, like do all these things at once. And I think that's not the right approach. It's probably best to try and think of what will give you the most bang for your buck, even though that's not the right term in this case, the biggest shift in mindset for example for me i could read a motivational quote all day 50 times but nothing beats like moving my body so if i just go for a run do some yoga that will instantly like well not instantly but it changes my mindset more than just reading something and for some people just reading something would be the catalyst so i guess we you'll just need to find the catalyst for you well i don't think i need i don't think i need a ton of help i sort of like I can I definitely slip into that negative mindset sometimes when things aren't going well in poker. I mean, I don't think I often need like a a, a switch flipped. Oh, so you just naturally positive? No, I do. <laughs> I'm saying there's no one way, you know, like uh, exercise works for me sometimes or all the time if I manage to actually <laughs> exercise, you know, reading about other things that are going on in the world. And that helps me be more uh, grateful for the lifestyle that I'm able to lead, just talking with other people, you know, when they're uh, not someone who's going to drag you down further. So, yeah, I don't know. Or just watching poker videos, even just like, you know, getting back into the strategy and out of my own head, um, listening to someone else talk about poker. So there's lots of different things that work for me. I think it's just important to like do something, you know, and not Mm. just sit there and wallow. Yeah, I mean, I found that gratitude for sure is one way to shift your mindset without you know movement Mm -hmm. because we we all have so much to be grateful for yeah it's tough though because like this uh being grateful thing it's for me it's difficult because say things aren't going well in poker and you know i try to be grateful and you know consider other things that are happening in the world and realize how lucky i am but there's also this sort of like thought that is well, why am I wasting my time like banging my head against this poker wall when I could be like doing something of significance to try and, you know, make the world a better place so that these other things that I'm thinking about, which I'm supposed to be grateful that I'm you know, I'm not, not experiencing. Yeah. Aren't I just like completely wasting my time doing this? Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, that could be another podcast episode. That's very interesting. Uh, and then what? Where do you go from that thought? Where do you go from the thought of why am I wasting my time in inverted mm-hmm. commas in poker? Yeah. Instead of going. I don't know. I mean, for me, that was part of the reason why I wanted to start the blog. But it's hard for it's hard for like everybody to just you know start a blog and have that be the thing that they do, and it makes it better for them. But like for me, it was part of just you know I'm just like kind of doing my own thing here. And when I have the the losing sessions, it's like, 
semi-miserable because what's the point? But now it's like, well, I can kind of share the story, the ups and downs, and people can relate to it, and they can either like get some education or entertainment out of it, you know, whether I win or lose. So yeah, that was one of the reasons why I wanted to start doing that. Okay. What does gratitude mean to you then, I guess is the question. For me, it doesn't mean I'm so grateful that that's not happening to me, even though that is very much the experience, right? Yeah. So it, I don't think it's supposed to be where you say, thank goodness this is not happening to me, but my life kind of sucks too. Yeah. I think it's very much about your life experience, which is different to everybody's life experience. And that doesn't take away from wanting to make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. I think gratitude shouldn't be... So say you say, oh, I lost my shoe. Somebody would say, well, be grateful you have a shoe to lose. Yeah, be grateful you can replace it easily. Yeah, or you actually even had a shoe to lose yeah. in the first place because somebody else doesn't have a shoe. Yep. But it's not supposed to be, I'm grateful because I'm doing better than somebody else. I think gratitude should be in this life experience. Like, I'm grateful that I can see. I'm mm-hmm. great. And not some, it's not I'm grateful because I'm grateful because somebody else doesn't have this. It's just that I'm grateful because in this life experience, I can see, I can smell, I can, you know, I have food Um, and not taking away from so many people and experiences that, that don't have those things. I think that's a different thing because I think maybe then people don't wanna be grateful because then they sort of feel like their life is better than somebody else's life. They feel guilty about it? Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm sure that that there's a portion of the population that would feel Hmm. guilty about it. Yeah, I think I feel guilty sometimes. Um, Like if, again, if poker isn't going well, then it's like I'm not reaching my full potential as a person. (laughs) I love how work, uh, and especially these one-sided things, can give you an existential crisis. Because I don't know if a bank clerk goes to work and says, you know, has a bad day and then comes home and says, I, I'm not reaching my full potential. I wonder. Um, well, maybe they're on the path, you know, maybe they want to be a manager of a bank, you know. Yeah, but why can't you say that about poker? Or why because can't you it, say that about... Because it feels like I'm just going to never get there and I'll just go broke and die. <laughs> Yeah, but it's also because of how the world has framed poker, how the world has framed different jobs and vocations Uh that, you know, some are better than others. Right. I was listening to, I can't even remember what I was listening to. And it was very disturbing. And it it was something. Me sleeping and snoring? No. (laughs) No, it wasn't that. I think it was just like a clip on YouTube or something. And somebody said. Uh, it was like one of those prosecutors, you know, In uh, it was probably like an ad. And they said that some people are judges and doctors and some people are stand on the street corner. So not all lives are created equal or something like that, okay. which is crazy. But do you think that they are jobs that are more important than others? That's a kind of a broad question. Like I can well, define it however I want or what? Yeah. I think I don't think there's like a right or wrong because 
saying, you know, just saying to yourself that I think a lot of people feel that they are not doing the best or the most they can for humanity. Uh But I think we have a big responsibility, but also a very much smaller, more important responsibility, which is to take care of your immediate self and the people around you. Because if you are okay, then you have more to sort of expand to and give. But Mm -hmm. if you, even if you had all the money in the world and you won all the poker tournaments, you're just an asshole. It doesn't matter because you're not going to use that money for any good. Yeah. So it's really the inside work that's most important than outside of yourself, mm-hmm. I think. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, Barry Greenstein was talking a little bit about this on Joe Ingram's podcast. Oh, yeah? And he was saying, you know, some, sometimes poker players struggle to figure out their place in the world, what they should be doing, and whether poker is enough for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was saying he's gone through uh, different times in his life, but... He's also been well aware that sometimes in his life when they've had less money in his family, that it's just his job to make money for the family. Mm. And uh, he's like perfectly okay with that, that it's just he goes to work to grind. Uh, These days he's playing like obviously some lower stakes than what we used to see him play on high stakes poker and stuff. But he just goes and grinds like at Hawaiian Gardens every day and just grinds it out. And that's his job. That's it's his thing to make money. So that uh, the family has money. Mm. And he's perfectly okay with that. And he's like a super intelligent guy and very well spoken. It's great that he's like able to sort of share all of his uh, experiences and, you know, go on like a four hour podcast on Joe's channel and talk about all these different things. Yeah. I mean, I, I struggle with that all the time, but I really think that you being the best version of yourself is the best gift you can give the world. Like there's, you can be the nastiest nun because you thought that that's what you were supposed to do, but you really wanted to be a ballerina. You're not helping anybody, you know? Like you could be going through the motions, but people know when it's not sincere and genuine. So just become a ballerina and make people happy with your dance or whatever the case is, I think. Are you getting angry? No, I'm not oh. angry. Oh. I'm not angry. I just think that there's so many uh, things that, uh, you know, like uh, poker is one example where people say, well, you know, is this enough? Mm-hmm. Or is this? And I, it doesn't, It it's not a wrong question to ask. I think there can always be more. I think you can always contribute more. Um, but just be where you are do the very best that you can do where you are and then when the opportunity avails itself to make a change then make a change yeah i like it okay let's move on shall we yeah you want to talk about chris who's chris the video you just watched oh okay so andrew's referring to chris ferguson (laughs) i just i saw the uh thumbnail and i was like is that the full tilt guy (laughs) So Chris Ferguson has come online. You said he looks like a full tilt guy. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'd seen his face before many years ago. I thought you just meant like he looks like somebody who would be full tilt. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> what does that mean? Just the company that screwed everybody over and failed, <laughs> failed spectacularly. What do you think about this 40 second clip of his apology? I think you should go first. Or should I go first as the non-poker person? I think person? you should go first. Um, I think Chris might have gotten a PR agent and they told him to like... Where did they find, where did he find him or her? <laughs> and they said, hey man, you know... Uh, I don't think this was a PR agent. I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> and they said, you know, I think it's time to say something since World Series is coming up. Right. Um, especially, you know... One of the reasons, I think, is because the poker community is seeing this independent personality creation, right? So the mm -hmm. ability to just not be a part of like a full tilt or a poker stars, you're just a person creating content and people have an affinity towards mm -hmm. it. And so I think perhaps, I'm not sure, speculation, pure speculation, sub Chris, nice cowboy hat. Somebody said to him, you know, go out, try and clean up the slate so that if you do want to put something out into the world, because, you know, maybe he was a great poker player or maybe he's got a good personality. I don't know what it is, but just sort of working his way back into the poker world. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure it was really hard for him to do that because nobody wants to take all the blame. So my question to you is, who was he in Full Tilt? So now that I've just the, like he's one of the founders. I think he uh, wrote some of the software, the initial software, okay. and basically made tens of millions of dollars as a result because they were getting distributions out of the player pool fund, and obviously that money is gone. There's like no context. I feel like it should have been one of those sit down with David Letterman type things where somebody's asking yeah. him questions. Like the full story. Well, I read a little bit about of the initial reaction, and there's some like, some speculation that maybe this is just step point five of him, like kind of coming out into the world and sort of saying, "Okay, we can maybe start to talk about this a little bit." And this is there's there'll be more to the story, basically, that he will be a part of. Yeah, I mean, he said that too. He said one day the full tilt story will be told. Yeah, and... I mean, what day are we waiting for? It's been seven years. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Regarding PR agent, I think. <laughs> no. I hope not. I hope someone's not getting money for that. I didn't think it was probably one of his friends. Maybe it was even like, again, this is total speculation, but Phil Helmuth, because Phil Helmuth immediately tweeted something about this video saying, one day all the haters will be proved wrong, something blah, 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 praising Chris for making the video. So I wonder if like Phil told him to make the video because I think they're pretty good buddies. I mean, if it was a PR agent, we have to give them that timeliness because all eyes are on poker coming up. You well, know? the thing is that like he doesn't want to because people come up to him at the series and like give him shit, you know? Oh, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. At least it's timely to say, hey, you know, white, white flag. Is that the thing? Yeah, surrender. <laughs> First of all, this cowboy hat thing and the long hair and all this stuff. He used to be... The reason why he started wearing this cowboy hat and this, yeah, this entire like cowboy getup was because he was like a PhD student in math or something like that. And he didn't want to look like he was a mathematics, you know, super nerd when he was at the poker table. He wanted to look like a gambler. So he thought gamblers wore cowboy hats? Well, you know, back in the day, the whole, you know, 
Wild West gambling persona thing. This is what he was going for. <laughs> this is why he started wearing the hat. Okay. Okay. And he's sort of like just taken on this look, apparently. Because if you're in this video where you're trying to be like heart to heart, why are you wearing this uh, costume? Good <laughs> so, question. So, I guess I think he's just... Anyway, he's sort like, of... Like I remembered him as the full tilt guy. Yeah. So if he had something else on... I probably wouldn't have. I would have asked you, like, who who's Chris Ferguson again? Well, so I think he's just trying to, you know, carry on the story. Okay, whatever. That's not really important, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I don't understand why it's like hard to sort of not read off of the script and be like, this is just say like, this is really tough for me. It's been tough for a lot of years. I'm sure it's not even anywhere near as tough as it's been for you guys. Like, I'm really sorry about how it all went down. I really want to talk about this some more. But it's on video, so he has to say it like perfectly because somebody's going to take that video and try and sue him. So it's probably not a PR person, but his lawyer who said, hey, maybe, you know, read this. Nothing can be linked Used against to you, you directly to you. So it's, I think probably. I guess so. So um, sorry, lawyer person. <laughs> That'd be a mistake for a PR agent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just super awkward and probably really tilting. I mean, it didn't even affect me personally. I had $40 or something on there and I got it back. So, but uh, for other people, it's got to be really tilting. And, you know, his, it's not like he's really helping anything by putting that out other than trying to like get harassed a little bit less at this year's World Series. Yeah, it's possible. And I mean, can you blame him? He probably just wants to live in existence. You know, obviously, I think people say all the time, you must think about the consequences before you do things. But you can't see all the consequences. He probably, I don't know exactly what the story was of Full Tilt. Besides knowing that people didn't get their money and mm -hmm. there was no money to be got. Could he have seen that this is the way the business was going to go? Or did they just assume that like any other sort of Ponzi type scheme, you'll just keep getting more and more investors and people putting money in and never and it never catches up with you? So, I mean, you can't blame him for trying. No. no. You know. I guess not. And maybe he just wrote the code and never got paid one dime. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, maybe he would have got a gold hat if he was. I think there's been records of different bank accounts in different people's names receiving distributions. Mm. Well, then. Anyway, well, there's, uh, there'll be more to come, I'm sure. Yeah. So Are you going to, what What would you do if you saw him at the World Series of um, I don't know if I would say anything, but it's awkward because it's like this, you know, elephant in the room kind of thing. And yeah, maybe, I mean, I see him all the time during the World Series and it's interesting, like he mentioned his fans in the video and some people were quick to point out like, why would you have fans? You screwed us all over, blah, blah, blah. And that's actually like not true at all because there's lots of people that come up to him and want a photo with him and they're just oblivious to the whole story. They don't know that like, these guys literally took millions of dollars out of what was supposed to be the player pool fund and left all the players holding the bag. I mean, that's probably just somebody who's a cash game player or like a just recreational a rec player yep. who didn't have a lot yeah. of money. It's usually like an older gentleman, usually mm. with jorts. <laughs> Lucy thought I was wearing jorts and I was like, no, these aren't jorts. She's like, what's jorts? I said, jean shorts. She I said, thought oh. jorts were just like longer shorts you teach me things i teach you things <laughs> that's that for now more more chris ferguson to come probably all right so all right. shall we go to some 
listener feedback. Yeah. Should we have an intro for listener questions? Yes. Listener feedback? Maybe someone out there can make us an intro for our listener feedback portion of our podcast. It must be really good because if it's good, then people want to hear it.、Mm-hmm. And they only hear it if there's listener feedback. You think someone's going to make us something? I hope so. I kind of doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> But that'd be really cool if you did. Okay. Listener feedback. Something like that. That was great, wasn't it? <laughs> you say so. <laughs> We got an email from Tristan, and the title is Awesome Podcast. Thanks, Tristan. Thanks. He says, Hi, guys. Just finished another awesome episode of Tal's podcast, Quit While You're Ahead. First up, happy birthday, Boosie. Thank you.、Um, and he says, I was very interested in the part of the gray divorce and thought I'd add another viewpoint. Not 100% sure if it's the same in America versus Australia or New Zealand, but it's becoming more common. That older people are separating because they can receive more on old age pension being single versus being married. As an example, as an individual, they get $19,000 versus a couple getting $28,000. Not exact figures, but I'm sure you get the idea. So, hustler is going to hustle. Nice. Game the system. I like it. So, that's what you have to say? Hustler is going to hustle? <laughs> <Yeah> . <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for sure, it's cheaper to get a divorce, you know, like one year, spend a little bit of money, get a divorce, and then the years going forward, you get more individual, keep shacking up. I guess. Would you do it? Probably, why not? Yeah.、Uh, we have one more about gray divorce before we move on. Gary says We change both physically and emotionally, emotionally every seven years from birth. At the age of seven, you're a lot different than when you were an infant. At, seven, at 14, not the same as you were at seven, etc. It goes on until death. In marriage, each individual continues to grow in their own way. Sometimes they grow in the same direction, sometimes not. This does not mean you did not once have a kinship that equates to marriage, nor does it mean that you dislike each other. Rather, you should both recognize that you've each changed since you met or got married and have discovered that you both need to move. On in your own direction. Gary, that's so sad, but it's so true. Yes.、Yeah. I like the fact that my, I get a whole new body every seven years. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> And a whole new brain. Literally, every cell in your body is different every seven I, years. Yeah, I think I remember hearing that. I love that. That's pretty cool. I thought you meant like your, the look of your body was changing every seven years. That too, unfortunately. I wouldn't say it's that drastic. Yeah, I think the key is to recognizing that, that、uh, you change as you go through these decades. And it's a matter of whether you're able to change together and grow together, or if one's person's, one person's growth is affecting the other person's <laughs> growth or inhibiting their growth. Yeah. And、uh, it's better to grow separately than together. You see, do you. I think divorce has the same kind of stigma, like、yeah. poker. But yeah, it's it still does, which is silly. But that's the thing. I think if you're going to go into a great divorce, that takes some balls to say, I don't care what I grew up with. I don't care that divorce is like bad things,、yeah. stigmatized. I think people judge the elderly a little bit less than young people. Well, young and middle aged people. Why? Well, because we just think kindly of, of them, you know? We're just sweet to them in general. Older people. Yeah. Why do you think that is? 
I think just because we as a people are kind-hearted by nature. So why don't we? Why aren't because we just kinder bit, to ourselves, uh, each like each other? I don't know. We just demand better, I guess. But like, once someone's elderly, then it's like, well, they can only do so much, you know. <laughs> but the, that is amazing. Why don't we think about that with everybody? Like, if somebody cuts you off in traffic, you just go. I guess that's that's, <laughs> that's, the, that's the limitations of that person. <laughs> that's all they can do. <laughs> They're doing the best they can do because you don't know. You don't know if somebody's having a really bad day. You don't know if they're rushing to the hospital. Well, if someone like makes a bad play at the poker table and they bad beat me, <laughs> yeah. like, that's just the best that person can do. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I think our our world would be better yeah. because we don't we do it with children and the elderly because if a child comes and kicks you in the shin you don't go what are you doing you understand that they are a child and right. you let it go right and the elderly person as well like if they <laughs> step on you or hit you yeah. with a cane you just let it go so we need to give each other a yeah. little cut each other some slack. But yeah it's pretty silly that uh, divorce is like this stigmatized thing which i don't know maybe it's becoming less but yeah i mean what 50% of marriages, marriages don't work out and that's good that people are able to move on rather than just torture themselves for eternity yeah for sure don't you have one more listener feedback uh, a little bit of uh, feedback from rich rich says i just wanted to let you know that i'm currently catching up on the past episodes of tells and i have a very important message to send to you that's not a warning. I just wanted to let you know that the pos- that the podcast has already had a profound positive impact on my relationship with my spouse. And I thank you both for tackling the issues found when our love of poker and relationships intertwine and for helping us be better people in general. Whoa, Rich. Continue the good work. Enjoy life. Thank you again for sharing your time with us. Talk to you again soon. Rich in Virginia. That's pretty epic, Rich. Wow. That's great to hear. Profound impact on their relationship. Uh, we need some details here, Rich. Yeah, that would be nice to know what type of profoundness yeah. has taken place in your relationship with your spouse. Send us daily updates, Rich. <laughs> um, wow, that's so sweet. I When I first read that, I almost, I was very teary. Oh, yeah. It's very sweet. Yeah. I uh, would love to hear more, Rich. And on that sweet, sweet note, uh, I think that's all we have time for on Tell's podcast today. Please remember to like, subscribe, and tell all your friends about Tell's. Yeah, and send us uh, some more feedback, whether it's good or uh, only mildly. No, no. Good or mildly mildly good. No, if it's not good, keep it to yourself (laughs) inside. Yeah. Um, But if it is good, please rate us on iTunes, because when you rate the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, you know, it lets other people know that there's something to be listened to. Yeah, but only if you have a good review. Yes. Good rating. Yes. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.